Hello, and welcome to Not Your Grandma's Attic, the podcast where we discuss antique and bizarre media that we have unearthed. I'm your co-host, Kat. And I'm your co-host, Caleb. And today, we're going to be talking about the bane of my existence, Nostradamus, Visions of the Future, by J.H. Brennan, um, which is a book, and it was published in 1992, so... um, yeah, so what, 30 years ago? How old are we? Where are we? Yeah, 30 years ago. Almost 29 years ago. Yeah, around there. A hot minute ago. Um, and so if any of you non-listeners, because we don't have any, if any of you um, listen or know anything about Nostradamus, or if you've ever watched the History Channel, like any time between like 1990 and 2012, then you've probably watched like a shitty history channel documentary about Nostradamus so you probably have a little bit of background knowledge on this um about some of the prophecies of Nostradamus I I, forced Caleb to watch one yeah I I was forced to watch a documentary about Nostradamus and um it wasn't really about Nostradamus they talked about Nostradamus for 10 minutes and then the rest of the documentary was just about people foretelling things and it was Dude. a really fucking stupid documentary because they, but, they okay. came... <laughs> Leonard Nimoy was narrating it though. <laughs> That's why I True. picked it for me to listen to. But in the description for the in the description for the documentary, it says "Follow Lawrence Fishburne as he tries to discover the truth," and that yeah. was clearly not Lawrence Fishburne. The whole YouTube video was a lie because it said it was about Nostradamus, <laughs> and so like that's what I did when I picked it out for you. I was actually looking for a specific Nostradamus documentary that I saw as a kid because. One of my favorite things to do as a kid was to sit down and I would switch. Do you remember? Uh, well, you didn't have cable, so you didn't. You could do this thing with cable where you could like auto time a um, like a show to air at a certain time and you, like switch between channels. And so my favorite thing to do was like do that for like m- several like the whole morning and then hide the remote so my brother couldn't change the channel <laughs> and I switch between like the history channel. <laughs> freaking like um you know like the biography channel which i watched a biography channel um documentary about nostradamus too and it fucking sucked too so just that was an hour and a half that's but anyway that's why i picked that one for you because i was like oh it's like leonard nimoy i think i said richard nimoy earlier did i i meant leonard nimoy if i did the guy who played um spock dr spock yeah yeah anyway i picked that one leonard nimoy and then also it was only 45 minutes long all the ones i watched were like an hour and a half it was horrible well it was a really shitty documentary because they kept like talking about how predictions might be real. You know, people might be able to predict the future, and then they'd bring the scientist guy on, and he's like, "No, it's really not possible." And then they'd go, "Oh, but what if?" <laughs> like all History Channel shows. <laughs> they, they, they were like talking about this mining incident where like a, a mine collapsed and like buried a school or something, and um, and they were like. But it was so weird because the day before, this little girl walked up to her mom and she was like, Mom, I had a dream that uh, I went to go to school, but school wasn't there. It was just all black. And the mom was like, you know, whatever. And then the next day, the little girl goes to school and gets buried alive by a mining incident. And they're like, she predicted it. It's horrible. (laughs) But like, have these people never heard of like coincidences (laughs) or legends? (laughs) 
it's like okay so there's like this one thing and this dude talks about it in his book for like a page and a half and he's like it, it's the part of the book where he's trying to prove that um prophecy and like stuff is real and so he's like you know prophecy can or not prophecy what's the word i'm looking for like predictions of the future by people and he's like it can be small or it can be very like a really big prediction or prophecy so like one time dickens like charles dickens wrote about the time that he had a dream that he saw a woman in a red dress and he thought he knew her but she turned around and he's like oh i actually don't know you and then the next day he was introduced to a woman in a red dress and it looked just like her and she had the same name and it's like okay like that might be more interesting if <laughs> If Charles Dickens had, like, written about it in his diary and, like, been like, wow, I had this weird dream. And then the next day, been like, holy shit, I saw her. But otherwise, I'm just going to assume that's deja vu. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's, I have a, another example of this is everyone is always like, oh, the Simpsons predicted the future. Because the Simpsons oh had God. an episode where Donald Trump was president. And it's like, it's almost like Donald Trump was still a person in the 90s who was a character that everyone knew about. And and people were like, wouldn't it be funny if he was the president of the United States of America? Okay, like, that it's, one. It's not that, that far of a reach. <laughs> that one's even better. But the thing is, is, Donald Trump ran for president in like the 90s, to early 2000s. I can't remember the mm -hmm. exact year. But like, he ran for president back then. Like, so yeah, that was a good joke because it should have stayed a joke. <laughs> <laughs> life is a lie <laughs> okay this will be a really um jarring episode because like the last time we recorded is what like october <laughs> well our last episode came out and the last published episode um that we had before our break came out in november so i would say that the last time we re-record re we recorded was around then yeah no it was <laughs> it's been a while and a lot's happened since then um so y'all just buckle up i hope we don't talk up. about any current events in those old episodes we haven't put out yet um <laughs> any current events no i don't think we do let's see okay 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 maybe okay. we should just no we do doing that. <laughs> and the one i just fin the one i just like edited and put out i was like yeah, i'm gonna edit the halloween episode and put it out by halloween <laughs> I'm like, ah, shit. I can't take it out now. I've made a promise to the listeners. It's got to come out by Halloween. I've got, what, 10 months to edit you. it? Yeah, I'm telling you. We should just save that episode for next Halloween. Oh, my God. Assuming we're all here by next Halloween. I was thinking, I'm thinking I'll put it off until the next major holiday. And then if I forget, I'll just keep putting it off. And eventually it'll be Halloween 2021. And, and then we can put out two Halloween episodes at the same time. That's true. That's true, we could. It wasn't that good anyway, so we, it'll be even better when there's a second one. They'll be like, oh, that kind of sucked for our zero listeners out there, other than my brother and my fiance and our friends <laughs> that sometimes listen. Hey, if you're listening to this, shout out to you. You're cool. Yeah, you are cool, and you should listen more. And maybe, like, you know, open up, a, you know, maybe one day you're just, like, working on something in your computer, and you just open up a tab and, like, you know, just put us on autoplay, like, in Spotify, but, like, muted, you know? Mm -hmm, That's what I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, if you... account is the Spotify link, too. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you, you know, if you want to um, have an ad on our show, it's um, $3. <laughs> If you want to run an ad on the show, you get you only we pay you three dollars actually. 
That's the deal. I'm telling you, we need to get a Patreon. We can't have a Patreon until we have more than three listeners. No, I think we're, we're up to like That's a few. That's not a rule. <laughs> That's a rule I made. No, okay. I was looking earlier. We're up. We're almost at 200 listens. So, wow, we're doing a little bit better. We're at like 180 listens or something like that. And that was before I put out that last episode. I haven't even checked the metrics yet because I'm afraid. <laughs> we waited too long. Okay. Well, I'll, maybe finals. Right. Maybe, um, we- the world's falling apart. Christmas? Don't y'all care about Christmas? You're all Christians here, so like you should. All right, are we ready to get back to the topic? <laughs> sorry, that wasn't funny, apparently. <laughs> you didn't I'm like my so- jokes. I'm sorry, I, I, you cut out a little bit, honestly. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, anyway. I can edit this part out. <laughs> it's fine. No, it's great. I hate editing. Okay, so <laughs> Nostradamus, Visions of the Future by J.H. Brennan, published in 1992, as I already said, but I want to remind you because it's been like 10 minutes since I said it. So, mm-hmm. um. I'm not going to break this down chapter by chapter. We're going to have basically, because um, I decided that's a dumb way to do things. I'm going to be, I'm going to be progressive. I'm going to give summaries. And also because it's Nostradamus. Um, so basically, I don't know if this went over, if it went over this in the documentary, I peer pressured you to watch, but basically Nostradamus wrote 10 books some things he wrote 10 things called centuries and each of them had a hundred quatrains which are basically just little poems Mm -hmm. excuse me in french and um so at certain times i'm gonna refer back to certain centuries and certain ones or i'll refer to certain quatrains or verses or whatever and i will read them i've also looked up alternate versions of some of these because i I believe that whoever wrote this book had a really shitty um, translation because obviously this is all from like freaking medieval French because I think he lived in like, oh shit, I didn't even write down what year he was born. This was like the 13, 1400, something like that. This is a long fucking time ago. So like, um, it's it's a hot mess. And certain ones I've tra- I looked up a French translation. Certain ones I had to find a freaking dictionary online because originally I was relying on Google Translate because I was like, I don't trust this translation. So I went to Google Translate and then Google Translate would be like, oh, uh, that's not a word. And so then I had to look up an <laughs> old French dictionary and then like control my, <laughs> control F my ass through that thing and be like, okay, what did this mean in back in 1300? <laughs> Wow, you put a lot of work into this. Yeah, I know. I'm really mad. And I'm also, I've got a drink next to me. It's kind of like, um, it's like, it's like a pomegranate, pomegranate vodka drink. And I need it because this thing makes me so fucking mad. Okay. So, um, in, so the introduction, I will go over that because it gives some really important information. Um, we learned that Nostradamus purposely kept his prophecies obscure. And we have a quote here that I have to find. Let me find it. It's page nine. It says, um, It was not, however, an easy process, for while some of Nostradamus's prophecies were clear, many were not. The obscurity is deliberate in the preface of his centuries. He describes how he decided to keep silent about certain of his visions for fear of controversy, blah, 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 blah. And the quote is, in dark and 
abstruse sayings under a cloudy figure. So, so he basically um, he just didn't say anything specific. So basically, so I'm. This book spends a lot of time going into the background of Nostradamus, which I'm not going to do. I'm just going to give you like the highlights. But basically, Nostradamus, born 1300s, 1400s, whatever the fuck. I think I'm pretty sure it was 13 like hundreds. You know what? I'll check now. This is me turning through pages. This is actually ASMR. Okay, never mind. It was the 1500s. I lied. <laughs> it was the 15. It was like 1503 or something like that. But he was born to Jew like Jewish. Um, a Jewish two Jewish families that had been forced to convert to Catholicism from Judaism and so apparently he was pretty smart so his grandfather was like I'll take him under my wing his paternal grandfather that is took him under his wing and was like I'm gonna teach him how to be smart or whatever the fuck because that's how you did it back in the day and then Nostradamus was like um supposedly now there's no proof of this the only proof that i've been able to find that nostradamus was um like schooled in the ways of the cabal which is supposedly which i've only done minimal research on this because i'm not jewish and i'm not going to pretend i know about like judaism but the cabal was like an ancient book used for like magic judaism stuff and it goes back to like um people trying to communicate with god sort of deal so don't quote me on that google it if you really want to know it's not spelt with a k it's spelt with a q q so it's like cabal like i can't remember the spelling off the top of my head but i'm sure our, our listeners were smart and can figure it out yeah you're smart people just google nostradamus and it'll come up because yeah anyway <laughs> but all of that to say, supposedly this grandfather taught him mysticism and all this garbage. And at 19, he went off to be, his father decided he wanted him to be a doctor. I've also heard a version where his grandfather wanted him to be a doctor, but his grandfather was dead at that time when he was 19. So like, I don't know, whatever. There's a lot of different versions of all of these stories, but he went to college, school. He never really went to like, you know, ninth grade he just kind of like was homeschooled you know like he did back in the 15th century you'd relate to that mm -hmm. but basically okay so he went to college for three years to become a doctor and apparently he was so smart that he was like teaching the other students like he got accepted into college <laughs> which it wasn't college back then it was just like you know school school it was like rich people school which is what it is now too but anyway he like went and they were like his professors because of his entrance exam were like damn he's so smart that he can like he should just be teaching the students so they just had him like teaching students which i wish that's how it worked now i never had to take an entrance ex entrance exam well i yeah, had to take did. the act yeah that's basically yeah. what an entrance exam is nowadays that's true okay 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 but what'd you make on the act what did I make? I didn't take the uh, ACT. I took the SAT. Oh, okay. I don't even remember what I made on the ACT. It's been so long. I just remember making a perfect score on, like, the English and reading portions. And then I decided to go into STEM. Like a fucking... Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you wanted to be miserable. Um, I hate myself. <laughs> See, I didn't choose a STEM major, so... So basically, like, oh, yeah, well, that's because you're smart and you care about people. 
and not money. All we care about over here in STEM is money. <laughs> that's what, that's why I want to get my PhD is because I care so much about money. <laughs> it's not because I hate myself. <laughs> okay, so basically, okay, so he's really smart. He graduates and becomes a doctor in three years, which is apparently how it worked in the 1500s, 1300s, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I mean, they Back didn't then, have real things back then if you could just like you know look at something and tell what it was they they made you a doctor basically okay so when you went to med school back in the 1500s you learned alchemy astrology and i swear to fucking god every time i see astrology i want to read astronomy <laughs> and i'm I like what <laughs> basically the same thing that's what i've been saying for years like hawkins he was basically an astrologist back in the day um magic and bloodletting so those were like your fourth things like and like it was a big thing (laughs) i'm sure it was so easy to be a doctor back then like it seriously was somebody's like doctor i don't feel well i like my arm is rotted and turning black and all you do is just chop the arm off problem solved basically well and and like the thing is is like and it was really emphasized in all of the sources that i went to and i went to both like actual sources and then also like the crazy ass sources and both of them were like astrology was really fucking important to curing things so it was very important to know like to be able to drop astrological charts and i know very little about astrology like I mean, sometimes I read my um, horoscope because it's fun and I like being a silly person. I'm a really silly person, but... So quirky. I don't actually know how to pull up my own astrological charts and, like, sun things. And, like, in this in this book, he, like, he talks about um, the science of astrology. And, like he, like, he spends, like, a whole, like, almost half a chapter talking about how there was this guy back in, I think, well, I want to say, like, the 70s or 80s that did, like, a study where he looked at certain people. So he looked at, like, people in the army and he compared them and he saw and he compared and to see if they were um like i think it was aries i don't remember because i'm not a freaking nostradamus but like whichever one of the like horoscopes or like what are they called signs whichever one of the signs is um more like aggressive and warlike which i want to say is aries and there was no correlation and so he did that with like different ones. So like doctors, were they more compassionate for people and stuff like that? And he could find no correlation. And the author is like, yeah, but um, it takes a lot of intuition to pull up a horoscope and like you need to know their sun sign and stuff. And I'm like, bro, like you can find out your sun sign. Like I can go right now to horoscope, stop freaking biz or whatever and find my sun sign. Like. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> Which, by the way, what's your um, what's your sign again? I think I'm a Gemini. I don't know. You don't have like you don't have big uh, Gemini energy though. Yeah, weird. I wonder why. You need to start being more outgoing. <laughs> I think Gemini are outgoing. I don't remember actually. I'm pretty sure. I think I'm a pretty solid like Capricorn. Because I'm, like, um, very, like, steadfast, very, like, you know, these are the rules. Like, I'm going to study until 11 p.m. tonight sort of deal. But, like, 
I don't know. It's like super. I, yeah, well, you know, I'm not very serious though. I'm starting to think that horoscopes might not be accurate. But anyway. Yeah, that's so weird. You know, I've also been thinking about it, and I really don't think bloodletting is that accurate either. Like, I, I, I don't think that we should be bloodletting anymore. But <laughs> For all that's you just people my out there who are bloodletting. Better stop. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway, okay. So basically, he went to medical school, and. He was like, cool beans. And oh, he also had to do a, th- so three years of school and then a three month, basically a fucking internship with three different doctors or four different doctors, something like that, where they just kind of like observed him and then they're like, cool, now you're a doctor. So three months, three years, three months, all it takes to be a doctor back in 1500. I bet y'all are jealous. But so he, um, as soon as he came out of his like medical program, his whole dealio, he got a stethoscope ready, everything's ready to go, and the bubonic plague comes and fucks shit up in France because oh, that's fuck. where he lived. So I bet that's how nursing <laughs> students nowadays feel. Like you just get out of nursing school and, and it's bam, fucking COVID. COVID. <laughs> it's like, God damn, how am I gonna treat this? Well, okay, Nostradamus apparently had it fucking figured out. <laughs> Because and all these fucking stupid ass documentaries and the stupid ass book, they're just like, he was so fucking smart. He had a great, you're like, okay. And maybe I don't have the same context for this. I'm not a historian, but they were like, he was so smart because he used these rose pills. And like, so they gave the ingredients for the rose pills. Are you ready? Yes. They are. Number one, rose petals. And if I remember correctly, it was like 300 rose petals ground up. Which seems like that would take for fucking ever without a food processor. Imagine having to pick all those roses. Holy shit. Yeah, right? And then um, sawdust from a green cypress. Mm-hmm. Um, as you do. Um, and these are all going into the pills, by the way. Um, let's see. Um, it was like the iris of Florence, which I believe is a flower. An iris is a flower. Um, cloves. Um, and it was three drams of cloves, which I googled is two-thirds of an ounce <laughs> of cloves. So we're mostly rose petals at this point and quite a bit of sawdust. Um, we have calamus, which is like a spice that you can use. Um, aloes, and specifically lignum aloes, which I don't know what that is, but aloe. Ligma aloes. Do you, um, I assume you don't, but do you listen to, to the um, podcast Sawbones? No. Okay, so it's Justin McElroy. And, or McElroy oh my god McElroy <laughs> okay McElroy and his wife Sydney so she's like a doctor and so do you listen to my brother and my brother and me no okay well you, number one you need to listen to my brother and my brother and me number two you should listen to Sawbones because they're like a medical history podcast and they did aloes and it's a really um interesting thing they didn't pay for this ad I just wanted to insert it in there but <laughs> simping for a podcast is much more successful than we are they are okay but they deserve it because i am in love with sydney mcelroy like i wish i was married to a doctor i'm not married to anybody but i wish i was married to a doctor they seem really smart but basically okay so aloe has been used for like a lot of things back in the past but okay so all those things together created his rose pills um and i'll get back to that but he also prescribed um, he didn't do bloodletting, which everyone was like super big on bloodletting, which do you know, like the, um, what's it called? The, um, you know, when you have a disease, the symptoms, do you know, the symptoms of bubonic plague? Uh, no. Okay. So the symptoms of a bubonic plague are basically like 
you wake up one morning and you're feeling kind of shitty, like you have a cold or something, and you're just like, oh, I don't feel good. And then by night or the next day, you're basically like dead, and your lymph nodes are all like swollen up and stuff, mm-hmm. like full of pus, and you're just like, you know, dead, as you yeah. do. Yeah. But basically, and it's really shitty, and it's basically. It, as everyone knows, it comes from fleas and it's a bacterial infection. So the ingredients for his rose pills, and this is what our author gives as reasons why this was a really good idea. So rose petals, specifically rose hips, contain vitamin C. And we all know vitamin C um, doesn't solve anything, even though your mom told you. Did your mom ever do that? My, my dad was big on vitamin C like every morning we were forced you know those um oh shit i can't remember them now it's like these vitamin c packets and they're orange or like raspberry flavored and they sell them at like walmart and you're supposed to like mm-hmm. put them in your water and it makes it like fizzy or whatever we were forced yeah. to drink those yep, every yep, morning yep, yep. I know. okay you're yep. you made emergency that's it we had to drink those I, every morning <laughs> i did not have to drink those every morning but i know what you're talking about <laughs> Okay, yeah. So we we had to drink this every morning growing up. And because, like, my mom had a uh, required amount of water we had to drink every day. Like, we had to drink so many glasses of water, and there were certain things that counted as water. That was one. And then, like, we could drink tea that counted as water, even if we added sugar to it, because she wasn't a tyrant. She was nice sometimes. But anyway, so no matter what your mom tells you, go listen to that Sawbones episode about vitamin C. It actually isn't going to cure you of your cold. So okay. it's probably also not going to cure you of bubonic plague. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> okay. Um, clothes. So according to our, um, to the author, it was like, it can be used as a disinfectant, which makes me really think of COVID and people drinking bleach. <laughs> like, what's the point of a disinfectant if you put it in your body? That's not going to kill it. You know, get what I mean? It but kills beyond- all the germs. What are you talking about? And then it kills all the germs inside of you. It kills all the bacteria. And on top of that, our author is like, it kills pain. And so I looked that up and I was like, do clothes kill pain? A simple Google search, which to his um, credit did not really exist in 1992. You can just Google something. So he was expecting his um, readers to not be able to do that. But um, so it's used as a local anesthetic. So, um, did you ever have, like, a toothache as a kid and, like, your parents put clove oil on it? No. Okay. Well, I was one of those kids. So, as soon as I saw that, I recognized, I'm like, oh, my parents did that. (laughs) My parents (laughs) did shit like that all the time. So, it actually is, like, you can use it as, like, a local anesthetic. So, if you have, like, something that hurts, you can technically. I wouldn't suggest it. You should actually just go to a doctor if there's something wrong with you. But that's just my opinion. You do whatever you want. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Don't try to, like, fix it yourself. It usually doesn't work out. I mean, you're talking to the... (laughs) Go ahead. Unless you yourself are a doctor. In which case, take care of yourself. This is why I wish I was... Number one, this is why I wish I was married to a doctor. And, like I said, not married to a doctor. And number two... You're talking to the person that my fiance doesn't have health insurance right now. So like he came <laughs> home from work th- the other day and was like, look, there's this hole behind my molars. And I'm like, well, shit, we better Google it. <laughs> and the next day we went and bought some over the counter shit for it because he doesn't have any dental insurance or health insurance. So like we'll put that shit off until his fucking jaw falls off. Apparently <laughs> I love living in America. Okay. Anyway, um, calamus, which is supposedly a deoxidant, deoxicant, 
I don't know what a deoxicant is. I'm assuming, or sorry, detoxicant. Um, do you know, okay, I'm not going to go into this. Detoxing isn't a thing. That's why you have a liver. That's all I have to say. <laughs> anyway, that's not real. That's fake. Every time I tried to Google it, I tried to Google it with so many things, didn't come up with anything, but basically not a thing. Um, aloes. So the author was like, it's used for vomiting and pain. But from what I Googled, if you eat aloe, it's going to make you have diarrhea and throw up. So like, I don't think, I, maybe I read it wrong. But it sounds like aloe is just going to make you throw up. <laughs> it's going to make you... It gets rid I, of I all the nasty I, stuff in your body. Yeah, I guess that's like the thought. Because, you know, back then they believed in like the four humors. You've heard of that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like they believed in the humor. So they're like, maybe you'll just throw up the bad stuff. I don't know. I wasn't a doctor in the 1500s. I'm not sure. Anyway, so now I have... <laughs> I know you all needed this, but now I have um, debunked all the ingredients of the rose pill. Don't eat that if you have the bubonic plague. <laughs> However, actual scientists and actual people that aren't stupid, aka wrote this book, say like he didn't do bloodletting, which was cool because that's not going to help you with the bubonic plague. Um, mm. He recommended clean sheets and clean water, which apparently wasn't a super cool thing back then, but people say now that like, that probably got rid of the fleas that would have given it to other people in the like in their family and then um he recommended like you know go for a walk and get away from the sickness which is probably a good idea because you're getting away from the sick people you know because yeah. bubonic plague can be um you can um what's the word you can spread it through like you know mouth particles almost like a certain disease we have today don't wear masks. It's bad for you. Anyway, um, also don't dump your shit in the streets. That was a recommendation <laughs> by um, by our boy, and he was right. That was a bad idea. So, because they used to do that back then. Just and I've imagine never... like just walking down the street and people are just dumping buckets of shit into the road next to you. Okay, but he did specify that usually. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Usually they would yell out before they did it just to make sure no one was below them so you had like uh, time to get out of the way you just had to be really so quick. it was i guess it was kind of an asshole move to be like you know just toss it out there without saying anything although yeah I'm you sure need to like yell out that. yeah you need to yell out i'm about to throw my shit out the window and then people are like, like okay i'll get off the sidewalk <laughs> it's like the equivalent of like not using your blinker nowadays it also makes me wonder like so in these cities, and I don't know what medieval cities looked like, but I'm assuming we didn't have yards. Did they have apartments? Were they able to build apartments back then? I don't know. I don't. I don't think like, it was necessarily apartments as much as it was just like a bunch of like buildings all close together, like a street side. You that's know? true. That's true. They did have buildings back then. I like to imagine that they lived in like student apartments, like we did back in the day. Oh wait, you still do? Oh my god. I forget how privileged I am to live in a house. Wow. Let's see. <laughs> that wasn't meant as a burn, but it became one. Anyway, okay. So that's basically Nostradamus's background. So that's what he's known for. He was really smart, became a doctor, and he was known throughout France and everything as like this really great doctor because he was actually curing people of bubonic plague. So because he was being like, don't be fucking nasty. And then giving him this fucking shit to eat. because And like, okay, three drams is two... Okay, even if cloves are disinfectants, if you put two-thirds of an ounce in the pill, it's not going to do shit, even if it did shit to begin with. Anyway, whatever, okay. 
<laughs> I only say that to say the author is super big on like um, herbal remedies. Remedies can fix things in like certain amounts, uh. and it's like. Okay, so you're like one of these pre-anti-vax people. Anyway, if you're anti-vax, please don't listen to this podcast. That's all I have to say. But anyway, some more important things that you need to know about Nostradamus from the introduction are... Okay, so um, he did not write predictions in chronological order. So something that I heard was that he threw all the predictions up in the air and then gathered them up in whatever order, and then that's how he published them, which that would... I, I just imagine him writing them out individually on index cards and then throwing them up in the air. <laughs> that's really cool, honestly. I'm, I mean, that's what I imagine Nostradamus doing. It's probably what he did. So, so he didn't write it. Make in... any loud yells of pain. Scout is currently trying to bite my arm. Oh no, Scout! Don't. That's not cool. Come on, Scout. Then we just need to wait till she starts screaming, like in the episode, last episode we just <laughs> released. It's it's coming soon. She's got it. She's got that look in her eyes. So we have a quote oh. here. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Fuck you! Ow! Girl, you need to get her some toys. She has toys. <laughs> they aren't as good as flesh, Caleb. <laughs> Okay, we can continue now. Sorry, you can edit this right out. He just no. left at me, like, literally pounced on my face. It's because she loves you. <laughs> I've got a tiger living with me in my room. A man-eater. <laughs> now we that have to put that be, episode out yeah, before Yeah, that joke's going to be real funny when that episode comes out. <laughs> well, that episode will come out before this one. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be good. All right, so we can put them in chronological order, and our quote is here, and this is from the introduction of the book. Five quatrains referring to Napoleon, and I put dot, 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 are scattered between centuries four, six, seven, and eight without any hint of the link between them. And I'm just thinking, like, so <laughs> my assumption would be, like, you know, maybe they're not referring to Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. And I don't know if it mentioned this in the documentary I made you watch, but, like, did they mention how it um, name drops Hitler and Napoleon? It, they only really talked about Hitler um, and how he name dropped Hitler, but he didn't because it was actually Hister. He was, like, an actual, like, which, which was a river back in the day, apparently, or something. Oh, hell yeah. yeah we're going to get there. But basically, the claim by um, freaking Nostradamus citizens, I don't know what to call them. Like, Nostradamus no, stands. Nostradamus stands. That's what we're calling them for forever. <laughs> Nostradamus stands are all like he predicted three antichrists and he name dropped the first two. So anyway, Wait, we're gonna get to that with Napoleon. Is Napoleon considered an antichrist? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was Napoleon and Hitler. And it's okay, this is freaking sidetracking, but it's so stupid because they're like, oh, it's because Napoleon and Hitler like did the same thing. They went against Russia. And it's like this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> and it's also so fucking stupid that they're just like I don't know. I just hate it. That it okay, we're gonna get there. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um Napoleon uh, in case you didn't know, if you in case you don't run in the correct circles. Napoleon is the first Antichrist because the the uh, revelations definitely indicates three. 
Um, Nostradamus definitely didn't because he only mentions the word Antichrist two times. But anyway, and it's in none of the freaking quatrains that I found, which as an aside, I'm going to mention, I did not go through and nitpick each of these quatrains um, because it would have taken me like literally weeks to do. But the ones I found were just the ones I thought were funny. So, all right. I'm anyway. ready. So we're stuck. Okay. <laughs> we're still on the introduction. Okay. Um, he wrote in medieval French, Greek, Latin, and other. And my aside for that is, is that when I was going through these specific quatrains, I just picked the ones that were like interesting to me. And as I dug into them, they will translate them to English, but they will keep certain words like French for some reason. They will keep the French word to mislead you. And that fucking pisses me off because they'll just be like, this means this. And it's like, yeah, but in French, that means this. Mm-hmm. And it's a fucking stupid. Anyway, um, he had shit punctuation. He didn't use punctuation ever. And I guess people just kind of add in punctuation as they want. It's just kind of like, whatever. Um, he drops random phrases, which, quote, modern commenters <laughs> reinsert or guess the contents of. So anytime you're reading about um, Notre Dame and you see quotation marks, that's them just adding in shit that they want to add. Basically, um, our author actually calls him a bad writer and poet. Wow. <laughs> and he gives a quote, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it is really fucking hilarious. But it starts as, or actually, maybe I will read the whole thing. Let's see. For that sovereign observation that I had, oh, most Christian and very victorious king, since that my face, long obscured with cloud, presented itself before the deity of your measureless majesty, since that end, I have been perpetually dazzled, <laughs> never failing to honor and worthily revere the day when first before it, as before I singularly humane majesty, I presented myself. So that was the first sentence in a letter to the king, basically saying, yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> So, and of course, that's the English translation from our author about, he was, um, to Henry II, but, like, it is pretty fucking wild. Like, that's super, um, what's the word, wordy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Shit writer, shit poet. Um, he used older forms of places. So, the, um, examples that the author gives are France is called, um, Aquitaine. And England was Albany. Um, so he does that a lot of the time. So like that hister thing that you're talking about with the Danube. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like an old word for the Danube. Um, anagrams and adding letters. So this is the thing that is the most hilarious to me. There is no proof. There's no point that I could find where Nostradamus was like, I'm using anagrams. So this is just something that they just fucking come up with. And this yeah. comes up a lot, especially with like these specific names. Because because it would require um, freaking Nostradamus to actually drop Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> so, and which he does not, uh, despite what people say. So um, the examples they give are um, Paris, and instead of Paris, it actually means um, rapice, which I don't remember the name of. I think that's another word for sword. Don't quote me. Um, um, noir, um, meaning Roy. And then, um, so noir was the word that he used. 
And so they are saying, so um, noir, and I don't, okay, I don't know how to speak French. So if you speak French, please forgive me. Also, please email me and tell me that I'm wrong. But um, noir means black in French, but they're saying that it's actually an anagram with an added letter. So if you take away N and then rearrange the letters, it is R-O-I, which I would pronounce as Roy, which is king. Are you following me? Wow. Yeah, that's so, quite a reach. So if you take a word and you take away a letter and then you also rearrange, rearrange the, letters, all the letters, it becomes a different word. I know that's really surprising. Um, he also um, arbitrarily shortened names of people and places, supposedly. I don't think that's true, but that's what he says. Um um, the part could, they're saying the part could stand for the whole. So like Paris could mean all of France, which I could buy because that is like an actual thing in poetry and in like that sort of thing of using the part as a whole, but only when it has a specific meaning within poetry, but they aren't treating it as poetry. They're treating it as prophecy. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Anyway, um, use lots of symbolism, obviously. So for Russians, he used the bear. So anytime you hear about a bear with Nostromus, that's Russian people. Um, with Italians, that is wolves. Um, so anytime that's you not what I think of when I think of Italians, I'm not gonna lie. Um, well, that's what they thought of in the 1500s. <laughs> Which is really funny to me because there's like this whole legend about like this um, wolf in France that would eat people. Anyway, we won't go there right now, but I'm just saying he was pretty high and mighty for a French person to be hating on the Italians. But, And then the Crooked Cross, which is the big one, obviously, which he thinks means our author and many others say means the swastika. And I did do a lot of research on this, actually, and we're at a 45 minute. This is going to be a long one. I'm sorry, guys. But basically, so like the Crooked Cross, they all say it means the swastika. I could not find a reference to it. Um, there's gotta be another meaning like within medieval times for the crooked cross, but my simple Google searches did not find that. So if you That's know the interesting that, because I feel my like dad be. My dad also says that the um the swastika is a symbol of the cross being crooked. See, but like the other thing is, is that the swastika had a meeting before it became the swastika, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like like it, it was a Hindu meaning. thing, right? Hindu. Yeah, and like yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. Like I said, I'm not a historian, but I feel like there had to be a meaning for that, and maybe it was the crooked cross. Maybe that's referring to some sort of like Hindu or Buddhist or like thing, some sort of Eastern sort of like reference. But like I feel like the crooked cross had to have a specific meaning, probably in a poetic way, apart from you know the swastika. And yeah. then another and then another important thing that he says is that a lot of the predictions had to be made in retrospect, which is really funny because he makes future predictions at the end, which is hilarious. Anyway, it is great. So um, he also does not think he leads up to it like, oh, the world's going to end in 2000. But then he's like, I don't think that he predicted that. So and we'll get to that point. But anyway. Let's see. So summary, we basically went over the summary of his early life and all that fun stuff. And we'll, so we'll get into um, 
his uh, predictions. So one of his big, one of the big predictions. So anytime you watch something about Nostradamus, they're going to talk about um, Henry II. So supposedly he predicted the death of Henry II because he predicted that he was going to like have his eye taken out. And supposedly this count named Montgomery like they were doing i think it was like a duel for his daughters were getting married and so they had a duel um no not a duel what's it called um when they like run the horses at each other with the spear oh a joust a joust so they had like a joust and they knew supposedly they knew about nostradamus's um predictions and so they were like he was like oh well i'm gonna be careful and i'm gonna wear this gold um helmet but anyway, Montgomery's freaking spear hit his chest and then went up into his, like, um, mask or whatever the fuck and pierced his eye. And then 10 days later, he died. Supposedly, they say Nostradamus predicted that. They also say that Nostradamus was in a, like, Catherine before this, which was his wife. Sorry. I'm getting too deep into Nostradamus lore. <laughs> okay. Supposedly, Catherine... Um, which was Henry II's wife, Queen of France, was like, yo, Nostradamus, give me a horoscope of my children. And he was like, okay, bro, I got you. So I got a quote. This one, um, there's a lot of really wild 90s things in this book. So this one I'm just going to read verbatim. Mm -hmm. So on page 49, this is the only important part of this whole story is that um he so he gives her like this um prediction this horoscope of her children it's, it's supposed to be in front of a mirror it's all this mystical whatever the fuck y'all look it up but basically um the quote from the book is <laughs> she's talking about his son so one of the sons is like he's i think he's like king of poland or whatever and he said mm -hmm. he was homosexual <laughs> And was surprised by death when Jacques, what's it called? Jack? Jacques? Jacques. Jacques. Jacques Clement, a Franciscan monk, assassinated him in his bedchamber. Interestingly, the word Clement in French is synonymous with the word du. I, I think I'm saying that right. It's D-O-U-X. Du. Mm -hmm. in, in, so that the description of the murderer as... Le Dieu proved particularly apt. And so I looked up both of those words. And basically they mean the mild. Like mild. Like there was like a really, like I was looking up synonyms and sweet also came up. So I don't know if he's trying to insinuate that the Franciscan month monk was his lover maybe? <laughs> I don't know, but basically what I'm saying is, is that Napoleon, not Napoleon, holy shit, Nostradamus predicted that Catherine the whatever's child named whatever his name was, I don't even, I didn't even write it down, not only that he was homosexual, but that he would be murdered by perhaps his mild lover. And is there not a uh, worse lover than a mild lover? It's true. <laughs> so Nostradamus also had a gaydar, but was it accurate? 
Nostradamus had hella gay dark. Well, in here he doesn't say because this book is so what this author likes to do is he'll give a quatrain or he'll give a legend and then he'll say here's the historical context now let me pull these two together and then say that it's truth basically that's mm-hmm. kind of like his thing uh, that's so, more than what the documentary that i was watching did they just made they were like <laughs> they were just like this event had hundreds of predictions and then they would just never say the predictions they would just say that there were predictions of it happening yeah and there's like a the, ton of things about that with nostradamus where it's just like he predicted this and it's like okay we'll get proof of that and then he doesn't <laughs> and it's like well if there's like, proof you'd get it right <laughs> in that documentary they talked about the titanic they were like the titanic was supposed to be unsinkable but there were many predictions I heard that one. and it was like what the fuck like of course there were there were probably people who were cynical who were like yeah the titanic's probably gonna sink like is that a prediction it's like what people say it's like when you go to a psychic it's like it's like with horoscopes it's like with anything you can you're gonna be right part of the time if you know human nature you're gonna be right part of the time but like if you're if you make a thousand predictions like freaking napoleon whatever the fuck his name is (laughs) nostradamus did you're gonna be right part of the time and it's been what 500 years so yeah he's gonna there's gonna be a freaking poem that's supposedly obscure, according to him, that's gonna fit with any situation. Yup. Oh my god. Anyway, I just enjoyed that because he was a homosexual, so. Um, have you ever died from being a homosexual? Please report back. Email us at notyourgrandmasatticpodcast at gmail.com. Oh man, this If you're dead some... right now, hit us up. Hit us up if you're a homosexual. Please email us. We are we love homosexuals, unlike they did in the '90s. Anyway, so that's like the big thing that people are always like. This was the prediction that they made back. It that was a prediction that came true during his times. There's no proof of this at all. It's all just legend. But anyway, so um, another quatrain we've got here is on page 66. So thankfully, I wrote this one down. So our first. Big one post, um, post death is England. So he said, in Quatrain One Hundred of Century Ten, which is the last one, in case you're counting, a great. Oh, so I want you to guess what this means. A great empire is predicted for England, powerful for more than three hundred years. Large forces of troops will move by land and sea to the discomfort of the Portuguese. Uh, it sounds like it's predicting British colonialism. Yeah. And so that's what he says. He says um, that it's basically the um, British Empire. But mm-hmm. there's this... And the only reason I point this out is because this really great quote where he says, Britain really became great because of the skill and courage of her sailors. And I was... All I could think of in that moment was like, I thought it was because of slaves. <laughs> But maybe it was because of the sailors. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like there's a lot more that goes in. Like, even if you're just looking at it from the perspective of a colonial, there's a lot more that goes into it than just sailors. <laughs> and that's not related to anything, but I just thought that I would point out how out of touch our author is back 30 years ago. So I just really wanted to roast him right now and cancel him. So just tweet at him. I don't know if J.H. Brennan has a Twitter, but tweet at him and tell him that he's out of touch. <laughs> Okay, um, number two. 
So, okay, we got our predictions. Henry II's death, England, British Empire. Number three, the French Revolution. Um, this part was really boring, but so I didn't grab any direct quotes, but I will mention that there's like this myth and I've seen about three different versions of it. But the version in this book is, is that when Nostradamus was buried, he predicted his own death. He said he was going to die between his like bed stand and his freaking bed, which number one, if you knew you were on the death, like you were about to die, which supposedly he had, um, like all kinds of disease or whatever he was about to die you could just lay down and be like maybe i'll die here and they'll find me here even if the prediction anyway that's all i'm saying um i'm gonna predict my own death and then find like and like say a really specific place to die (laughs) 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 and then i'm just gonna be like when i think i'm about to die just be like okay i'm just gonna lay here for a little bit like i might die here (laughs) But anyway, <laughs> so, okay, the room, the, the, the myth, the legend, whatever it is, French Revolution comes around, supposedly, um, our boy freaking, like, said this was gonna happen, and when he was buried, he was buried with a medallion, and that medallion, oh. and, like, so, the, the myth is, is that if you dig up freaking Nostradamus, and you drink either wine or blood from his skull then you will gain the powers of Nostradamus, um, like the be able to see into the future or whatever. And so the story is, is that these French Revolution soldiers or soldiers from the revolution or whatever were like, yo, I'm going to try that out. And so (laughs) he was buried upright in a church wall for the express purpose. Yeah, like you do. Um, well, you've seen as above, so below. You know that things be pretty fucking wacky in, <laughs> in churches. France. In churches, churches in France. And so he was buried upright. So they're like, oh, we're going to pull that shit out, right? <laughs> so they they get him out and they're like, okay, we're going to drink blood from his skull. And there's two different versions. Either it they pull him out and a medallion on his chest says 1700 or it says... Um, 1791 or 1793 it says a lot of different things the version in the book is 1700 Mm -hmm. um which is supposedly the year then they pull him out and they're like oh shit and it all like ties back to the gregorian calendar being whatever okay who cares but (laughs) okay so they dig him up drink from drink the blood from or blood or wine or whatever the fuck from his skull one of them does it and then either later that night he dies or a stray bullet hits him you got oh shit i was gonna say drinking blood out of a skull is a lot more hardcore than drinking wine out of a skull truly but i mean (laughs) blood is on hand you have to have that wine with you but i guess if you're a soldier do you have that wine I mean, like, how much go? blood did he have to drink? Did they have to, like, slice his arm and wait for it to fill up the skull? Or just okay, it didn't say how to drink a full sip. skull of blood. Maybe you can just, like, prick your finger, put a little, like, you know, spot in there, and just, like, lick up that little spot and be like, nah, I'm just <laughs> this. I don't know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> anyway. I would have a lot more respect for that French soldier if he drank blood instead of wine, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it's like how the Catholics bitched out of um, of uh, doing communion 
um, and like just drink wine and say it turns into Jesus's blood on the way down. Okay, okay, okay. But to their credit, <laughs> Jesus did say that. Jesus was like, um, <laughs> this this wine is my blood and this bread is my flesh. So yeah, and but I, like. I don't know if this is a like a regular Catholic thing, but some Catholics believe that it actually turns into like blood and flesh on the way down, like oh, after you chew okay. it up. Yeah, I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if there are Catholics out there and you're listening to this podcast and you think that, email us at <laughs> <laughs> just email us. You know, just email Usually. us. Just be like y'all are assholes for hating. If on you want to chat? If you want to chat? Just email us. Yo, Nostradamus was a Catholic. Like y'all got a lot in common. Just tell us what's up. Like you know. What do yeah. you have for dinner? Okay, cool. Or DM us on Twitter. Oh, that would be even better because I never checked that fucking email. <laughs> <laughs> I checked the email last night and the, <laughs> the last email I'd read was from November. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Who's been emailing us? Okay, it was literally just bills. <laughs> it was just Podbean <laughs> bills. Okay, so that's the, the that's the basic, basically the legend that he was buried with his amulet. There's no proof of this. There's no proof. The only thing that happened was that he was reburied in an actual cemetery back in the 1700s. But other than that, no proof of this. But our author tells it as fact, so I felt like mentioning it. So um, so next we go on to the Antichrist part one, which we have already alluded to, um, Napoleon. So I'm going to read our um, quatrain here. And it's on page 94. If you're reading the version that I'm in, and I'm assuming you're reading the only version ever published. Um, so this is from, this is Century One, Quatrain 60. An emperor will be born near Italy. Who will cost his empire dear? Having seen those who support him, they will say he is less of a prince than a butcher. Um... Everyone says that's Napoleon. So, you know, if you think that, I say that could probably be just about anybody. But yeah, it sounds it's pretty a very big general statement. Uh, but, you know, the author did say at the beginning that a lot of these have to be made in retrospect. So there you go. All right. And then our next one is C8Q1. Also on page 94. Okay, this is the really good one for Napoleon. So, it is. Pau, nay, Loran. More fire than blood will be. So, those are three um, Those are three cities in France, I believe. In praise to swim, the great man will flee to the confluence. He will refuse entry to the pies, and the depraved ones of France will keep them confined. Any idea what that means? Sounds like... Napoleon will run away and hide on some islands and then be not allowed back into France. Okay. That's what that sounded like to me. <laughs> so let's look at the fourth line here. He will refuse entry to the pies. So I was like, what does that mean? So I read further. Let me look here. And um, our author is like, so pies is the French word for magpies, which I googled. That is true. They do call them pies. Um, magpies. But then I was like, well, what's the original French version? So I googled it. And that line is les agaces entre refusiera. 
So I basically got the entree of Fusiera, um, refuse entry, right? But I was like, mm-hmm. what's less agas? So I Googled that. And um, I, well, I Google translated it first and agasis, which is A-G-A-S-S-A-S, was, didn't come up as any French word. And I'm like, okay, well, what the fuck? So then I, this is when I had to pull up the old French freaking dictionary and I looked it up and it didn't mean the magpie. It meant the worried. So I'm like, weird. What? So, and I've seen several, oh, so I Googled um, Agassiz and when you Google it, it's going to come up with a bunch of fucking Nostradamus shit. And all of them are like, it's the Greek word for magpie, but I couldn't find any fucking evidence of that. If there is, please email us at nine, <laughs> um, you know, actually add us at not attic underscore pod, but yeah. Follow us on Twitter. I spent 20 minutes doing this. So, you know, all it takes is like three seconds to add us. That's all I'm saying if you know French. But apparently, supposedly, according to the dictionary, and I'll probably link this in the show notes, is like the word for the worried. And it comes from um, like the adjective. I don't know. It was weird. But anyway, I couldn't find any evidence that it actually meant magpie. Um, which, okay, the whole point of it meaning magpie is that, so our author is like, that the French use the word pie for magpie. They me- they use both currently, supposedly. And then pie could mean pious. And Napoleon um, imprisoned both pious, <laughs> the sixth and the seventh. So that's why it's about Napoleon. Also, on top of that... <laughs> So we have. I don't know about that one. <laughs> okay, but will this convince you? So there, the three cities at the beginning: Peu, uh, Ne, and Laurent. P a u n a y l o r o n. If you rearrange those, you can spell Napoleon. N a p a u l o n. Roy. Now Roy means um, king, as many know, but Napoleon supposedly according to our author is um current wait corsican for napoleon and i could and napoleon is from corsican and i could find no evidence that this was true so that could be true that could be wrong but that sounds to me like a really shitty anagram <laughs> but basically okay so when people say that freaking nostradamus said napoleon in like they're like he said napoleon by name they're saying that there's an anagram that doesn't even spell out napoleon (laughs) from three cities in france and that's the only thing so that's just fucking wild and if like there if they could find like a letter or something that was like yeah i totally fucking use anagrams in my prophecies like y'all are gonna have to work really fucking hard to find these but there's no evidence of that i mean the evidence is that i've made them obscure but like doesn't mean you use anagrams like it's like it's like nostradamus was being a little bit cheeky he was like i'm gonna make it a little bit harder for him i'll make it a little fucking harder for you bro <laughs> i can't okay. be specific that would be crazy all right so and then if we look to our okay yeah so that one is napoleon 
Agassas, all that fucking garbage. That shit pissed me off. And it was like, <laughs> the whole point was like magpies, and then pies could be pious, which he imprisoned both pious, the sixth and seventh. And then it's like, that's not even the fucking word he used. Like, if it had, because I was like, oh, I'm going to look this up and it's going to say pies. And it didn't even fucking say that. And I don't even know if it means magpies. I don't know. I need a freaking adult here to tell me. But okay. Take a sip so, of your drink. <laughs> from there, supposedly he has predicted many other modern occurrences. So those are very unmodern, you know, like freaking a point. And that happened 500, 6,000 years ago, whatever the fuck. But there are modern predictions that we can pull back to. So back in the Victorian times, back in like, you know, back when Napoleon was running around, he could have kind of like figured that out. He was like, okay, I kind of know what's going on. I can describe that pretty well. But then like we get into like, you know, the late 18th, like 19th, 20th century. Well, you know, 21st, sorry. Okay. 19th, 20th centuries, our boy here, our author didn't know about the 21st century yet. So, but anyway, so we get into that. Nostradamus is like, what the fuck? Industrial revolution. I don't know what the shit that is. Like, what's communism? What's capitalism? Like, what? What's going on? So from here on out, it's going to get a lot more confused because he didn't know how to describe things. Like, how do you describe an airplane in 1500? Like, you don't know what the fuck's going on. So basically, that's what our <laughs> author says. <laughs> okay. That's the, he that's can the see gist. the future, but he's confused by it. Makes yeah, sense. basically. See, <laughs> if only you were describing this instead of me. I had to do it in a really long, eloquent way. You know, eloquent, like, what shit does that mean? <laughs> But, okay, so page 108. I want you to guess what this means. So, this is Quatrain 10 from Century 2. Before long, everything will be organized. We shall await a sinister century when the state of the clergy will be changed and few will be found who want to stay in their places. Uh... Well, that sounds like your classic bureaucracy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I thought it was funny that it said mass. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I wonder if people are saying which, by the way. OK, y'all, if you Google Nostradamus right now, like it, it comes up with a bunch of claims that Nostradamus predicted coronavirus. <laughs> <And> it's so <laughs> funny. But anyway, according to our author, that is the signs of the modern times. So um, I guess the sinister century is supposed to be the 20th century. I don't know. I mean, they did Who have knows? two world wars. I mean, we don't even know what's going to happen in the 21st century. There could be like three world wars. We don't know. It could start tomorrow. I mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> World War Two part part two. Or I'm sorry, um, Civil War part two, honestly. Let's see. Okay. So and then our next one. So tell me what this one is about. So this is one of the ones that I like looked back at the French version. But anyway, okay. The lost thing is found, having been concealed for centuries. Pasteur will be honored like a demigod. This will come about when the moon is at the end of the great cycle, but rumors will then dishonor him. So what, what do you think that means? <laughs> Sounds like Louis Pasteur discovering um, pasteurization. 
so we can drink yes so that's what our (laughs) author says but i googled it and i learned that pasteur so i looked up the actual verse pasteur in freaking french just means pastor so like in in the original version he doesn't capitalize it so it's not a proper noun and but in all these english translated versions he's like yeah pasteur and it's like no it just means that the pastor will like look to god or something like that anyway i'm just mad about it he didn't predict louis pasteur (laughs) pasteur whatever the fuck i'm mad (laughs) also maybe i should just learn french at this point maybe i'm actually nostradamus that's all i'm saying okay you can become the next one I'm no. actually Nostradamus. No one is stopping you except yourself. And oh, you're right. Why am <laughs> I not? Honestly, it's such a fucking gig. Like, imagine. Let's, I'm just gonna get on Etsy. I'm gonna make me a shop and be like, I'll sell predictions. Be like, I know what's gonna happen to you in the next year. Pay me fifteen bucks and I'll tell you. Like, that's a pretty good gig. I just need to figure out how to market it. Hey, you'll have your exact customer base on Etsy. Exactly. Etsy, like, I'll open up a shop maybe like on um, eBay, you know? I don't know, like on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> if you can sell a haunted doll on eBay, call them back to the Bim Bam again. But if you can sell a haunted doll on eBay, then you should be able to sell <laughs> predictions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our next one that I want to look at is on page 117. So let me... so. <laughs> Tell me what this one is. I'll give you a hint. Russia. So, okay. With that that in mind, what our author thinks this means. Through the pretense of divine fury, will the wife of the great one be violated? Judges wishing to damn such a tale sacrifice their victim to ignorant prejudice. Sounds like the assassination of the royal family in the Russian Holy Revolution. shit! <laughs> How are you so good at this? What the fuck? I wasn't thinking you were going to get that one. <laughs> yeah, okay. So <laughs> the reasoning that our um, author gives is that um, Rasputin, Rasputin, whatever the fuck you want to call him, apparently yeah. was known as a womanizer. And rumor oh. has it that he was fucking alexandra fjordavina whatever the yeah have you heard the song <laughs> empress ra, of ra, ra ra rasputin lover of the russian queen okay so i see i didn't i wasn't in the, okay let me be real with you anastasia i've never seen that movie however the only thing i know about that whole situation is from there used to be this book series and it was based on historical figures <laughs> writing like diaries and then you like would read the diary it was like as if those historical figures wrote those diaries and so i read the one about anastasia that's all i know about the assassination (laughs) of the russian emperor and his family (laughs) i didn't know this was common knowledge (laughs) anyway yeah man rasputin was fucking fucking ladies also, he uses, like, the, um... If I remember correctly, he had a big dick. I mean, that's what I've been saying for years. That <laughs> Rasputin has a big dick? Yeah, I mean, that's why I have a tattoo of him on my freaking <laughs> dick right now. Okay. Page 
Page 134. Quatrain 29 of Century 5. Tell me what this is referring to. You'll know already. Liberty will not be taken back. There will be a black occupation by it. Iniquitous villain when the question of the pontiff is raised. By Hister, Venice will anger the Republic. <laughs> yeah, that's all Hitler. That's all Hitler. And so in the book, he says, basically, and I'll read this paragraph before it. It's not long. It seems entirely possible that the attic study of this little medieval house in France, in France, Nostradamus listened to the adoring Nazi crowds who chanted Hitler's name in spectacularly orchestrated rallies. And while the distance in time was too great for him to catch it exactly, he certainly came close. He thought the second Antichrist would be called Hister. So he takes the... Uh, he takes the um, argument that he just misinterpreted Hitler to Hister, as opposed <laughs> to the whole like Danube thing, which makes way more sense to me. Yeah, it's like at, at least that's closer, even though it's still absolutely not about Hitler. The, okay, number one, that is a lot closer than Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, the the Danube one makes more sense because they're like, oh, he said Hister because um, Hitler was born off of the Danube, which is true. He was, I, I think. Okay, don't quote me. I looked it up on Google Maps. <laughs> I Googled, where was Hitler born? And then I looked at a map. I'm pretty sure that's the Danube. Dan Danube? Whatever the heck you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So that makes a little more sense to me. But like, yeah, like, to say it's just Hister, but Hister already had a meaning that was like... That it was, I think it's the Latin word, verb, or the Latin, I'm sorry, the Latin word for Danube. So I'm like, our boys, our boys' um, argument here isn't super strong. Like, I don't know if I agree with it. I I'm mean, History more... Channel agreed with him. Really? Is that what they said? They pretty much, they were like, it seems like it's true. But, uh, I mean, they brought the scientist on, and the scientist was like, no, it's like a river. But, they, but the History Channel was like, but what if? But what if he just misheard Hitler? Because I, I like to imagine Nostradamus. So like, you know, he's up in his little attic room or whatever, and he's doing all kinds of crazy shit. And he's like, got his incense burning. He's just like, oh boy, I'm ready for this. And he's like looking into his like little bowl of water or whatever. There's like ready to see a vision. And it's just like an old, really shitty um, recording of Hitler talking, but in German. <laughs> From like back, you know, like the ones that they always show during World War Two. Yeah, um, but it's just like super grainy. And, uh, um, yeah, and then like you know, all the soldiers marching around and going, you know, shit like that. But yeah. one thing I did learn from that History Channel documentary is that the the Nazis actually knew about um, Nostradamus's predictions for this, and um, they used it as propaganda. Oh, that's actually interesting, though. They were like, "Hey, look, um, Nostradamus predicted us, and you know we're 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 doing good shit here, you know." <clears throat> yeah, no, that's actually interesting. I now um, less interesting is that there, someone was like, one of the things that I read or watched or multiple of them, whatever, was like Hitler's mother thought was she read about Nostradamus and <laughs> and was like, "Is this about my son?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious, but. You know 
Yeah, apparently Some... Hitler didn't know about it until what's 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 Hitler's general like the the guy who was Hitler's main general? What's his name? Himmler? Was that his name? I, don't I think know. so. I want to say H I M M L E R. Yeah, that guy's wife found the um the quote from um from Nostradamus and oh. brought it to Himmler. It was like, hey, look at this. And then they were like, whoa, hey, we can do that. And then they talked about it with Hitler, and then they put it in, like, a propaganda campaign. So so, no, so Nostradamus stands, they are actually just <laughs> perpetuating um, Nazi propaganda. Nazi propaganda, that's true. 100%. Because, Nostradamus like, fans are Nazis. There we go. Canceled. Like, literally, these things, they could mean anything. Like, it just annoys me so much, so many of them. It's like, it could apply to so many different things in history but no we're gonna apply it to freaking hitler because that's all we know about but anyway okay so we got hister out of the way and then on page 139 we have century four quatrain 40 um so tell me what this is about um this version is the version from the book the fortress of those under siege was cut into the depths by gunpowder the traitor will be entombed in it. Never before was there so pitiful a schism among Germans. Oh. Is Hitler suicide? Yeah, so that's what the author says. Yeah. And okay, that's like s- pretty close. But if you actually read the um what's the word? If you like read it, it says not Germans at the end there. So at the, the last one was Never before was there so pitiful a schism among Germans, but the actual line says sextons. And so I was thinking, mm. I was thinking like, oh, sextons, isn't that like an old like Germanic people? Maybe that's what he was referring to. So I Googled it because the um, actual thing is like, uh, where is it at? Let's see. The fortresses of the besieged shut up through gunpowder sunk into the abyss. The traitors will be stowed away alive. Never did such a, piz- a pitiful schism happen to the sextons. And I'm like Googling it. And I'm like, why can't I find this? All I can find is the definition for sexton, which is like a guy that is in charge of a church cemetery. And then I realized, I'm like, Saxons. Yeah. Saxons are the Germanic people. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just blatant lies given to us by J.H. Brennan. So you should be ashamed wow. of yourself. Tweet at him. Cancel him. Earlier, last time you were talking about him, I Googled him and he does have a Twitter account. (gasps) Tweet at him. Tweet at him. Tell him what for. His at is. Hang on, let me pull it back up. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. His at is at Herbie Brennan. Herbie spelled with a I E. Herbie Brennan. Hell yeah. Okay, does it is it like definitely him though? Because there's gotta be more than one J.H. Brennan though. I Googled J.H. Brennan and this was the account under his name. Okay. Ask um, him if he's ever written about Nostradamus. His 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 bio is New York Times bestselling author, has a powerful reputation for challenging conventional assumptions even in his fiction. Oh hell yeah. Oh, we're okay. We're one hundred percent adding him once we release this episode, though. <laughs> oh no, we should do him. it before our episode, though. Is he bald? Do you, have you seen a picture of him? No, the cover is just like this weird picture of an eye and the Nostradamus, like within a bunch of geometric figures. 
Okay. Apparently, this John eight J H Brennan is like a a a, a fiction writer. James Herbert Herbie Brennan is a lecturer and author over one hundred fiction and nonfiction books for adults, teens, and children. Hmm. Well, okay. If you Google like, oh shoot, sorry. So if you Google like the title and then his name, maybe. Maybe it'll, oh, you know, okay, if you Google the title and his name, that'll probably take you to his Goodreads. Let's see. We're only at like a like an hour and 30 minutes. This won't take long to edit it all. <laughs> it's called, is it called Visions of the Future? Yeah, Nostromus Visions of the Future. The Google says the book is written by Alec Rowe. What? Maybe that's a pseudonym. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. There's gotta be, okay, okay, okay. Holy shit, it is... Yeah, that's the exact picture. Are you seeing the one with like? It's like a star, and it's got a face in it. Well, who the fuck is Alec Rowe? Ah, oh, he died in two thousand nine. This is a bummer. <laughs> Holy shit! We don't. We can't. F- God damn it! Now we can't fucking. Motherfucker was born in thirty eight. That shouldn't be allowed. What the fuck? And oh my god! Wait, no. You're it not is gonna him. like this. Alec Rowe. No, it's J. J. H. Brennan because when you go to the Goodreads for this book, it says it's by him. So, so why is Google lying to us then? Okay, number one, I'm offended that you can get this as a fucking PDF. I spent $3 on this. <laughs> yeah, no, it says originally published 1992. That's the exact freaking cover. And it says Alec Rowe. Wikipedia. Let's, okay, we're going to go to Wikipedia and we're going to control F Brennan. Okay, it doesn't come up. Also, Alec Rowe spells his name really weird. It looks like Alec. A lick. He a licks. A lick. A lick right. row. Born in Hereford, he spent the first 16 years of his life in a pub after being educated. <laughs> <Classic> British person. <laughs> after being educated by Hereford Cathedral School, he was head boy. He matricated, matricated and graduated from St. Catherine's College, Cambridge, returned to Hereford Cathedral School as a drama and English teacher. He became he began writing radio plays and was eventually hired full time by the BBC. He is I'm credited for writing um, Nostradamus Visions of the Future, according to Google. He what also wrote fun? Aquarius, Trapped, um, well, Magic for Beginners. Wait, Magic for Beginners is also has. John J. H. Brennan on the cover, but it says it's written by Alec Rowe. That must have Wait, been a pseudonym. Most of his most of his books on on Google are written by J. H. Brennan. That must be his pseudonym. Because he was, it looks like he was Catholic, so he probably yeah. Because I see here other Aquarius books by J. H. Brennan: The Aquarian Guide to the New Age, Discover Astral Projection. <laughs> okay, we're doing Discover Astral Projection nine hundred percent. The Reincarnation Workbook and Understanding Reincarnation. Wait. So they're not the same person, though. Oh, so he didn't write those books? Wait, I don't know. I'm so confused. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. We're getting to the bottom of this. This episode is already long as fuck, and we're getting into the y'all, bottom Y'all of buckle in. This is going to be a two-hour episode. We haven't even gotten to the future predictions, <laughs> and they're good as fuck. They are pretty quick, though. Okay, so J.H. J. Brennan, author of Castle of Darkness. 
Yeah, okay. So, like, this has got to be a pseudonym, right? Well, this dude was born in 1940. Kingdom of Horror. Yeah, and he died in 2009. The Astral Whereas... Projection Workbook. How to Achieve Out of Bar... Well, well that, the Astral Projection Workbook wasn't that... J he has okay. 34 followers, though. Alec Rowe on Goodreads has a much has much less books than okay. Google says he does. So what I'm assuming happened is somehow Google mixed up Alec Rowe and J.H. Brennan for some reason. Yeah, it's got to be because if you go to Goodreads and you click on him, it says James Herbert Herbie Brennan was a lecturer, is a lecturer and author of over 100 fiction and nonfiction books. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, Google's got to have it fucked up. So, oh, yeah, all right. All right. Come on, Google, get your shit together. Don't at J.H. Brennan, at Google. <laughs> Tell them that they fucked up. In 2003, Brennan published the children's book, The Book of Wizardry, The Apprentice Guide. Wow. Oh. oh, he contributed two novels to the Horoscope series. Oh, my God, we have so much freaking... You find one freaking book at Goodwill, and then you find a hundred books that you want to read. He in. also wrote a series called Fairy Wars. I would totally read Fairy Wars. Okay. Basically, so you need to understand um, Hitler is the second Antichrist. Mm -hmm. There you go. So, page 180. We're going to hit these three. This is lightning round future predictions that our author, J.H. Brennan, maybe Alec Rowe, who knows things are going to happen. So, number one is from Centuries One, Quatrain 29. When, fit, when the fish of land and sea by a great wave will be put on land, its alien shape, smooth and horrible, by sea to the walls, the enemy soon come. What do you think that's about? Fuck, I have no idea, honestly. Um, That is about submarines. <laughs> Ah, uh, I was thinking, I was like, wait, what? My first thought was like, evolution? It's <laughs> talking about fish crawling out of the sea, and then I was like, nope, submarines. Okay, okay lightning cool. now, we gotta keep moving. Okay, 181, <laughs> centuries one, quatrain 149. Close to Och, Lictorn and Mirande, Mirande, the great fire from heaven for three nights will fall. The cause will be seen as both amazing and miraculous. Afterwards, the world, the sorry, the earth will tremble. Uh, that was a prediction. Yeah, because that sounds like the resurrection of Jesus Christ to me. But <laughs> so close to three cities, a great fire from heaven for three nights will fall. The cause will be seen by both amazing and miraculous. Afterwards, the earth will tremble. Um, that's about aliens, and also they're going to be here in the next decade. <laughs> so aliens. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, just letting you know. Okay, so that's what our author says. Um, page 182, uh, Centuries 1, Quatrain 50. Under the aquatic triplicity will be born one who will have Thursday for his holy day his fame pray oh wait am i reading the wrong one i'm reading the wrong one sorry um <laughs> that one is about the middle east sorry that's about another um religion rising from the middle east y'all can read it quatrain 50 centuries one anyway um centuries one quatrain 51 the leader of aries jupiter and saturn god eternal what changes 
that after a long century, the bad times will come again. France, Italy, what emotions? What do you think that's about? I honestly have no idea. (laughs) Well, you see, according to our author, he quotes another author, another Nostradamistan, who says... have your own original thoughts. Don't just steal other people's. He quotes this lady a lot, so maybe she's who I should actually be reading. But she's saying, so the next time that, um, what was it, Aries? Okay, the next time Jupiter and Saturn will be aligned during Aries. I don't know what the fuck that means, but the next time between 1992 and now that was going to happen was in 1995 and they give a specific date september 2nd 1995 and i couldn't find a specific date but there are two wars that started in 1995 one was the second afar insurgency which was between ethiopia and a bunch of other countries versus some other countries in africa and then the other one was the Hainish Islands conflict, which was be- was which was in the Middle East, I believe, because it looks like it was between Eritrea and Yemen. I've never heard of Eritrea. Yeah, I, I don't of blame Eastern myself Africa. for not knowing what that one was about. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but listen, so they predicted a war was going to start in 1995. You may have noticed before now that all of these have been very eurocentric predictions <laughs> i and and two and that's something i noticed early on when i was watching these documentaries and reading and i was like why is it so eurocentric and they're like oh he was very focused on france and so it was very like he saw france as like the middle of the universe so everything is as is related to france which i don't know how some of these people are claiming like that freaking john f kennedy was predicted by nostradamus if that's the case but anyway i don't think that nostradamus would have given a shit about africa that's my opinion i don't think he would have cared about two wars that happened in africa and like <laughs> two very like i not 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 like the say that it isn't important or it doesn't matter but like in the grand scheme of the world those two events doesn't don't really seem to have much of an impact i mean (laughs) well one of them went from 1995 to 2018 which is pretty long that's pretty long fucking war the other one went from 1995 to 1995 and i see now that i actually missed one so this one went from 1995 to 1995 was the sepen sepen Senepa War between Peru and Ecuador. Um, different continent, but not Europe. So I'm thinking probably not a Nostradamus prediction. So I think that our guy might have been wrong about <laughs> about the war that Nostradamus predicted. But anyway, I just wanted to point that out because Nostradamus was uh, kind of xenophobic. So that's all I'm saying. So wow, Nostradamus um, is canceled. <laughs> Okay, at Nostradamus, cancel him. Okay, so page 183, this is century one, um, quatrain 64. So tell me what this one's about. All right. At, At night, they will think they have seen the sun when the pig, half human, is seen. Noise, shouts, battles will appear fought in the sky and brute beasts will be heard to speak. Fuck, dude. Pigs? Uh, maybe one of the world wars? I don't know. Um, okay, so this author says this is World War Three, 
and that the pig masks oh. are oxygen well, masks. Right. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so I've seen other people be like, this is about World War II and oxygen masks, but our author presents a third option. This is the landing of aliens. <laughs> <laughs> aliens that look like pigs. <laughs> of course. Why didn't I think of that? Holy shit. Nostradamus predicted but ugly aliens. <laughs> yes, he did. Okay, okay, okay. Page 185. I'm glad I'm not the only one that remembers that. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> okay, page 185. Quatrain 91. The gods will make appearance to humans that which they will be the authors of great conflict. Before the sky was seen free of sword and lance, on the left hand, the greatest damage will be inflicted. Uh, the second coming of Jesus. Um, actually, that is a um, bombing of New York. Yeah, that one. Oh. <laughs> wow. So, well... So one accurate, one accurate prediction. This is the only one. Unfortunately, aliens didn't come in 1999. But um, there was a terrorist attack on New York. So holy um, shit, dude! Our, he predicted 9/11. <laughs> yeah, our boy, <laughs> our boy predicted one. And I'm assuming the only reason is because we'll make tremble all around the new city. So I'm assuming that's why our author predicted that. And I assume that also because the first sentence of his dissection of this is the new city is most certainly New York. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, wait, no. The quatrain clearly predicts a major earthquake and is especially interesting for its third line, which anticipates the theory of plate tectonics by centuries. The new river may be diverse of the Hudson. Oh, okay, so I was wrong. This isn't even about a terrorist attack on New York. This is about an earthquake in New York. Is there even a fault line that runs near New York? I I don't know. I don't know either. Geography has never been my strong suit. Um, horoscopes and prophecy have never been my strong suit, but here we are, almost a minute or an hour and 40 seconds. Okay. Or 40 minutes. Sorry. Okay. So we move on. Terrorist attacks on New York. Okay. Page 187. Quatrain 13, century two. The body without a soul is no longer put to the sacrifice. The day of death becomes the day of birth. The divine spirit will make the soul happy seeing the word in its eternity. What do you think there's, that means? There's no way that's not about like the second coming of Jesus and people being resurrected from the dead. Oh, well, actually, it's about Christianity accepting um, reincarnation um, into I mean, its tenets. Oh. Definitely uh, no, not about the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> Why would a Catholic ever think that? No, it's definitely about <laughs> Christianity accepting reincarnation. <laughs> yeah, that easily fits into the... It really does fit into it. So, okay, this is, quick aside. So throughout this, he'll be like, I imagine him seeing Hitler giving the speech or whatever and thinking his sister. Okay, so whatever. So what moment is freaking Nostradamus seeing where he sees Christianity accepting reincarnation? <laughs> Also, this boy's French. Like, is he gonna like? I don't know. Like, what what language is this gonna be read in? Like, 
I don't even know. Anyway, page 190. This is my favorite one. If you get this I'm one, ready. I'm going to lose my mind. Okay. By fire from the sky, the city is almost raised. Flooding again threatens the Greek Noah. Sardinia vexed by the African fleet after Liberia leaves Leo. <laughs> and this is something that happened in the 90s. Oh, no. I have oh, wait. To... Did I read the wrong one? No, I read the right one. You're good. <laughs> That's the one. Okay. I'm so confused. That didn't make any sense. Can you read it one more time? Okay. By fire from the sky, the city is almost raised. Flooding again threatens the Greek Noah. Sardinia vexed by the African fleet after live after live i think i said that wrong after libra leaves leo god fuck. <laughs> i don't know uh <laughs> well let me read the paragraph here on 190 <laughs> of what it means the final line seems to be an astrological dating which i am frankly unable to interpret but the quatrain as a whole certainly points to a future war situation. There are similarities to the fate of Baghdad City, which most, which was almost raised by fire by, from the sky during Desert Storm. Oh. <laughs> I am not going to lie to you when I was like, what happened in the 90s, the Afghan War? I was like, but there's no way it's the Afghan War because it said Greek, Desert Noah. <laughs> It's about Desert Storm, Caleb. <laughs> he said Greek Noah, though. I was okay. like, and it's um, about like fire and water, and it sounded like there was a flood. There's like, there's no fucking floods in the desert. So there's, it's also about an extensive flooding in Greece. It's about two things at the same time. Okay? Oh, okay. So both Desert Whatever, Storm and flooding in Greece. I don't remember about hearing flooding in Greece, but maybe I've just heard a lot about Desert Storm and it kind of got, you know, like, I didn't begin to mention Overshadowed. <laughs> I got overshadowed. <laughs> okay. Lightning round, page 193, fourth century. Uh, this is Quantrain 32 of the fourth century. In places and times where meat gives way to fish, the law of the land will be turned around. The old will hold strong, then be removed from the scene. All things will be held in common, but behind. That's evolution. He predicted evolution. I'll give you a hint. This is something that happens after World War II, so it's not necessarily in the future. Is it a war? <laughs> is it another war? I'll read it again. In places and times where meat gives way to fish, the law of the land will be turned around. The old will hold strong and then be removed from the scene. All things held in common. Put by I don't know why I'm reading this like a fucking riddle, <laughs> but it feels like it. Oh, fuck, dude. I don't know. Um, That's about communism. <laughs> what? <laughs> That was not on my radar at all things I was thinking of. Okay, well, quote, The doctrine of all things held in common is, of course, communism. And this quatrain gives a vivid description of the breakdown of the communist structures of Eastern Europe, a process that continues at the time of writing. Nostradamus oh. correctly states that the trouble started over food. The first real cracks in the monolith 
appeared when there were strikes about the price of food in Poland. <laughs> um, also, he says, um, Nostradamus, interestingly, Nostradamus clearly predicts that the final line, in the final line, that all traces of communism will eventually disappear from the world. Which hasn't happened yet, but I mean, it's only been 30 years since this was written, so. It's true. But anyway. They're working on it, though. <clears throat> um. Okay. Page 199. We're getting close. We've only got uh, four, including this one. Okay. 1999. Um, 199. Quatrain, one eight, uh, quatrain 90. In the Sicilates, Parenthus in Larissa. He really liked listing, listing three cities at the beginning of a quatrain. With, within Sparta, Sparta, all of the Peloponsus, so great a famine caused by pestilence, nine months it will hold throughout the land. A great famine, huh? That's the Irish potato famine. <laughs> no, this is actually a Gre uh, famine in Greece. He predicts famine throughout Greece, and it's long-lasting. Um but the whole the only reason I included this one because he opens his discussion of it with currently we think of famine as associated with Africa or Asia. Do <laughs> and we? I'm just like, do we really? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, the first thing that popped in my mind was the Irish potato famine. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like I'm just like, that's not what I thought of. But anyway, just wanted to let y'all know there is going to be a famine in Greece. It's really tragic, but okay. Page 200, Century 5, Quatrain 5. That You should 100% get this one. It's super clear because there's a bunch of quatrains related to this one. Okay. So create a famine from a wave of pestilence that reigns a long time, the length of the Arctic Pole. Samorobin, okay, Samorobrin is 100 leagues from the hemisphere they will live without law, exempt from politics. That was the end. <laughs> that's the whole thing. What do you think that's what that one's about? Were you being sarcastic when you said that you think I will 100% get this yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay, this is his first sentence. Quote, famine like the poor is always with us, but, with, but in this quatrain, Nostradamus suggests it arises from a long-lasting plague so widespread that it actually reaches the polar regions. Oh I am my not God, the first dude. to suggest that this plague could be AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> that was about AIDS. Um, and it's about AIDS because eventually AIDS victims will be living in isolation at the Arctic Pole. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> and to back that up, he has. <laughs> when those of the North Pole are assembled <laughs> in the East will be a great fear and trembling. A new man elected, sustaining a great shivering. Rhodes, Byzantium stained by an unchristian blood. The idea of quarantine for AIDS victims is taken a step further with the idea of an isolation colony somewhere in the polar regions. 
Holy shit, dude. Go make uh, all the AIDS people live somewhere else. Get them away from us. <laughs> Unclean. Uh, the phrase stained by unchristian blood is particularly apposited. That's <laughs> giving the religious based viewpoint Nostradamus would have had likely to adopt towards a venereal disease. Nostradamus <laughs> uh, <laughs> would have fucking hated gay people. Oh, even in our supposedly more enlightened age, there are fundamentalists who insist AIDS is a visitation by God on account of a human sin. <laughs> oh, God's gonna send the AIDS patients to the North Pole. This is clearly the answer. Well, at least it was the answer in 1992. <laughs> oh man, that one fucking got me. That's a good one. That's my favorite one so far. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Okay, page 208 from the 10th century. So tell me what this one is about. <laughs> the empire each year would grow great. One will come to power over the others, but only a short time will endure his kingdom and life. Two years he will be able to sustain himself by his ships. <laughs> what is that Wait, one about? <laughs> what century did you say it was from? So this is from the 10th century. Okay, so 10th century, but that is... It doesn't necessarily mean anything. That's just the name of the book. That okay. Is like published oh, oh, I get you. Okay, repeat it one more time then. The empire each year will grow great. One will come to power over the others, but only a short time will endure his kingdom and life. Two years will he be able to sustain himself by his ships. Uh, I mean, that is... just makes me think of Britain again. Um, this is about Star Wars. <laughs> what? So, what? <laughs> if one came across the verse out of context, <laughs> okay. So basically, the author's like, "What if Nostradamus saw into the future, <laughs> and he saw the movie Star Wars?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he wrote this quatrain. <laughs> Quote, if Nostradamus somehow watched Star Wars or perhaps other science fiction epics, it would make sense of some of his most bizarre and apocalyptic predictions. <laughs> I'm crying. What the this man's just literally making shit up at this point. Like, <laughs> it's so good. And it's so funny because at the beginning, they're like, um, they talk about how, like, you know, a lot of these ones you can only see if you look back. And, you know, obviously, you wouldn't have fucking predicted Napoleon based on yeah. the bullshit they come up with. But it's just so funny. It's just like, what if it's Star Wars? <laughs> And I'm like, bro, if he had seen, if he was going to predict anything, he should have predicted how fucking shitty that sixth one was going to be. How, or not the sixth <laughs> one, but the last, the, the third trilogy, the third episode was going to be. He should have fucking predicted that. That's all I have to say. Did he predict Walt Disney buying Star Wars? That's a true question. <laughs> uh, okay, I didn't, I didn't write this one down before. 
the chief of London by foreign power, the island of Scotland burned, Scotland burned by ice, Rob Roy will have so dreadful an antichrist who gets everyone into trouble. <laughs> what? what? And then he starts talking about Rob Roy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and oh, he says that it has to do with the Antichrist because the devil got into Rob Roy. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, anyway. <laughs> okay, okay. So this is the last one in the book. It is Quatrain 72 from Centuries 10. The year 1999 and seven months from the sky will come a great king of terror resuscitating the great king of the mongols before which mars reigns happily so i assume he's taught like great king of the mongols is obviously genghis khan <laughs> that would be make, make me much right? more sense but um i believe <laughs> so um <laughs> um Okay, I'll just read this one paragraph. Conventional wisdom has the King of Terror as a national leader. The Wells movie. So he's talking about um, H.G. Wells. or No, sorry, Orson Wells. Mm-hmm. Um, drawing together a number of quatrains. Portrays him as a devilishly handsome Arab in a blue turban. But the verse itself specifically states that he comes from the sky, which not from a particular country. In the following line, we see him capable of miracles since he revives the great king of the Mongols, dead since 1227. Which I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, um, But, okay, so basically the king of terror is the Antichrist, but also an um it has to do with um aliens coming so basically this is about aliens coming to earth but the aliens are also the antichrist but they're not going to end the world in 1999 they're going to come peacefully you know what good for them i appreciate that we need to compare notes with the ufo thing and maybe we with with both with both Nostradamus and the UFO book, we can figure out when the when the alien invasion is going to come, and which species of alien is going to do it. So basically, what you should take from this is read the alien textbook thing that we talked about. We gave you a free link to it. Go read that. <laughs> so, and then Nostradamus he predicted that happening. Also has something to do with Russia. I'm not going to read three pages to you. Why is Russia tied into all of this? Russia is involved in all of this space race, all kinds of other garbage. Nostradamus predicted all of it. Nostradamus predicted freaking Kennedy being assassinated. He predicted people on the moon. He predicted everything, and all of it for some reason is either eurocentric or related to america at least before, <laughs> at least when it was eurocentric it made sense like you could explain it as oh you know he was focused on france i'm like okay but what the fuck does jfk have to do jfk assassination have to do with france that's what i want to know so I think, <laughs> I think it's very narcissistic of americans to assume that jfk's assassination was that important <laughs> But that's just my opinion. <laughs> to his credit, I don't think it's mentioned in the book. At least I don't remember it being mentioned in the book. So that's just something I got from this old documentary, uh, documentary loose quoting. 
um, from 1979 from from Australia, where they said that it predicted that. So maybe I'll throw that in the show now. But yeah, so um, that is Nostradamus Visions of the Future. Um, actually, it's, good. it's fairly well written. It's not like the alien books we did. This is well written. This is something well, that you can enjoy while reading. As we saw when we went on our Google search, our boy um, J.H. Brennan has written many books. Yeah, and he's actually, he's a good writer. Like, I'll give him that. Like, there were there were literally words I had to Google because I was like, oh, I don't know that word. And it was like, oh, you actually used to write. So he's a good writer. <laughs> he, um, I don't know if this book, I would consider this book um, <laughs> accurate, but, you know. Especially that fucking magpie thing still has me pissed off. I spent 20 <laughs> fucking minutes, man. <laughs> I was so mad. My favorite part is nobody asked you to do that. You did it. No one did. So don't watch the History Channel. Don't let your kids watch the History Channel. I don't know why my parents let me watch the History Channel. But. <laughs> oh, God. You can, you can, um, <laughs> You can uh, follow us at notaddict <laughs> underscore pod on Twitter. Please tweet us. We're very desperate for attention. Yeah, and you can follow you can follow me at Spiffer with four Fs. Do we even have to drop our own ads at the end of this anymore? Yeah, why are we bothering? It doesn't matter. <laughs> don't follow me on Twitter. I'm just a plebeian. I don't know what I'm talking about. So We're using our podcast to simp for Twitter followers. God damn. <laughs> Follow our podcast Twitter. We're totally gonna at this dude. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna Are do you? it. Okay, Hell I don't yeah, do it. Well, I don't know if it'll be before or after this episode, but it's gonna happen. He's so. 80 years old, so he probably doesn't know how to use Twitter. Probably some secretary does it for him. But oh god, oh we get a response. Oh, we're gonna add him. Okay, anyway, y'all have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>